existent. I'm in a continual, permanent, protracted, unending mood. I'm Welcome to Cigars and Spirits. As always, I'm Austin. And I'm George. And if you guys hadn't realized it, this is our three-year anniversary. I know. I didn't realize it. It has been three years, and we want to thank everybody. We love you guys out there. We appreciate all y'all listening to us. And uh, as you can tell, we're out of the South. All y'all. Y'all. All y'all. <laughs> so anyways, once again, three-year anniversary. So we're, um, we're going to kind of Kind of do a little flashback, talk about some post yeah. uh, past episodes. We're going to give you some updates on our numbers. Uh, we've been continuing to grow. Thank you to get you guys. And uh, we're going to do a couple uh, little special cigars and spirits. Yep. So I'm going to second with Austin and say thank you guys so much because without you guys, we can't do this. So spread the word, share it with your friends, like us so we can continue to do this for another three to 40 or 60 years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So today, since... We're gonna we're gonna profile. We've done the cigar before. It's a Opus X from Fuente Super Bellicoso, five and a half by fifty two. So we wanted to do something we've done before. So we make it more about kind of the episode itself. But we're doing a spirit we have not done we've before. Never done before. We are doing Blantons, and not just one bottle, but, but two, two bottles. Don't you guys just fucking hate us? Because <laughs> <laughs> we thought we did Blantons before, no. but. I've had this bottle of Blanton's open for, oh, God, a couple of years now. I'm like, man, we need to do this. And I'm like, uh, we don't really have that much left in the bottle. So we had opened a second bottle. So it, was gonna, it wasn't going to be a pairing. It was just pairing with one cigar and one spirit. But now it's uh, one cigar with two different bottles of Blanton's. Yeah. And remember, Blanton's was the original mm-hmm. single barrel. So they both actually, they taste different. They taste different. And two different years, too. Yep. Two different years, two different barrels. And they taste they taste they different. taste different. So now, that'll be interesting. We'll get into that a little bit. One bottle's cracked open brand new. And the other bottle's been open for a couple of years. Yeah. Well, so you got different flavors there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, I want to get into some of our numbers real quick because, you know, Thanks, guys. Once again, we love you all out there. Thank you so much. So we are still in the top 10% out of 3,288,133 podcasts worldwide. Can you get more specific than That's that? That's a lot of podcasts. <laughs> That's a lot of podcasts. That's a lot of podcasts, and we're still in the top 10% and continuing to grow in there. So our listener score is up to uh, three more points since the last time I did a review on this. We're up to 26. Still on the lower side, but guess what? We're quiet. We're quietly growing. Even better is we now have some Apple podcasts. So Apple literally is the number one uh, podcast source in the world. So Spotify would be number two. But nice thing is Apple actually gives us some, some, some metrics on it. So under the hobbies, because that's what we're with Apple podcasts, we're under hobbies. Under that, we are ranked number 52 in Portugal. Woohoo! Number 52. That's cool, Portugal. though. Portugal. Thank you, Portugal. Go, Portugal. We love you guys. We need to do some more port. And find, exactly. And find maybe some other booze. Hey, send us some emails and uh, let us know what other Portuguese booze we can do. We need to find a good Portuguese cigar. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> we are ranked number 135 in Ireland under hobbies. Uh, gotta love Ireland. Which is still not too bad. I'm I'm fairly proud of this. Yes. You know, especially. Out of three million podcasts look, worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Over three and a quarter million. Yeah, almost four million. Yeah. Three and a quarter, man. I mean, and it's just you and I. It's just, just us, and we're just 100% grassroots with this. Two schmucks and a stick, right? That's right. <laughs> and then um, number 180. We've been as high as 100, but kind of yeah. sank a little bit lately, but we're number 180 in the United States under the hobbies with Apple, which, once again, it's still. Yeah. 
not too bad. So, hey, we owe it to you guys. Look, do us a favor. Help us continue to grow this so we can continue to do this. So if you're not subscribed to us through Apple, um, any of your other things, please subscribe to us. Please, if you can give us a five-star rating, that helps out with these metrics as well. And last but definitely not least, share us with your friends. Without a doubt. And last time I checked, I know subscription is pretty expensive. Last time I checked, it's zero. <laughs> and I think tomorrow is going to go up to zero. <laughs> so it doesn't cost you a penny. Subscribe. No, it's free. Just subscribe. Please do. That that definitely helps us out. So once again, thank you guys. Very proud of that. So now that George is lit up. Yeah, so Austin was sitting there babbling on. I went ahead and lit up. Big shout out to our sponsors, The Original Bourbon Club. Check them out on theoriginbourbonclub.com. You can join from the website or start your own chapter. And while you're looking at them, stay on the computer. Look at us at Cigars and Spirits Podcast. You can email us at cigarsandspiritspodcast.com. Again, we can host pairings and tastings for you guys. We did a few over the holidays. Uh, we're always available. And again, send us emails, suggestions. Our cigar today came from a good buddy of the show and a good buddy of mine, Eddie, uh, sent us these wonderful Opus X, which let, they're not inexpensive. Nope. We're, we're going to get into it. But, we're going $34 now. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Mr. Eddie, for giving oh. us these wonderful cigars. And it's an Opus. Yeah, as soon as you, it let, the perfect it's draw. an it's, Opus. So we didn't do the, look, we pre-light, we did the whole pregame before this. On the pre-light draw, it was kind of vegetal, hay. Yeah. Uh, Almost funky barn. Yeah, smelling the wrapper. It was manure. Manure. It smelled like shit in a good way. <laughs> really? Because he's like, smell this. I'm like, smells like shit in a really good way. It's, it's that funky manure barn smell. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and I, fermented tobacco. And I was getting some sweetness, almost like a sweet molasses, yeah. which was interesting. Almost, I know you didn't get it, but it no, reminded me. I got a very sweet fermented well, tobacco. And then when you said molasses, I'm like, I kind of get it. But to me, it was on that line between molasses and plum. Yeah. It just kept hitting me as molasses or plum or maybe plums with molasses no, you kept saying it plum was, i'm like on oh, my nose is it one was molasses. interesting yeah. it was interesting and uh very nice and i mean started off it's it's starting off as a almost a, a medium definitely uh higher than a medium yes. in the flavor from a body it's got a lot of flavor yeah I, look i've always i've always liked opus x i don't like the price and, don't care know. for the price and that that is what it is right but we're that with about everybody right right i don't care for the prices of cubans nowadays well it pisses true. me off when yeah. was the last time we bought cubans it's been a long when was the time. last time we bought a cohiba trinidad oh pff, pff, almost yeah. a year and a half ever since they jacked the price up like nope, nope not paying it not it's not it. worth it nope. right nope opus x love the cigar i personally don't think it's worth the price but yeah. this one man we'll see yeah. just starting off and so far Oh, no. Pretty I, damn good. Opus X's are very good. Pretty damn good. Most of them. I like the the traditional. Uh, some of the, like the Lost Cities, yeah. the one with the gold, yeah. the gold um, band on it, not uh, at the foot. And, eh, those, uh, yeah. uh, but man, just their standard Opus X line of, uh, and it's changed over the years, unfortunately. I mean, but that's just life. It happens. But um, yeah, the standard line, I'm still a big fan of. So I'm going to do some water, and let's do this Blanton's before I get too much into the cigar. Yes, we cheat at this time. We always do the spirits on his own before we do the cigar, but we already did this before. Again, so this is the 2018. We did a lot of pre-gaming. We did a lot of pre-gaming. <laughs> 2018 is kind of a light bronze color. You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Bourbon. Yeah, it does kind of look like bourbon. It kind of right? looks like bourbon. Yeah, it looks like bourbon. A little bit like bourbon. But I was surprised on the nose how much citrus is on the nose. Yeah. You're, you, yeah, you're absolutely right. It definitely it's has lemon a peel, very right? citrusy, just almost citric acid to yeah, me. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, to me, I'm not getting like whether it's lemon or orange or lime. It's just like citric acid. Yeah. 
And, van, you know, vanilla extract and typical bourbon smells after that. So. Tannins. Get that oak, too. I'm getting a fair you amount can, of oak. You can stick your nose way down in there and it there's no alcohol burn. Now, it's cool out here today. It's 45 degrees for New Orleans, you know, outside New Orleans where we are. It's cool. <laughs> so, what are you getting on the nose? I mean, on the, on the palate. I haven't done palate. I'm still on the nose. getting trying to get past that oak. I'm getting the, I'm getting the citric acid. I'm getting oak. And then from there, vanilla. And like you just said, the caramel and stuff. So before I forget, let me tell you guys, for all the bourbon nerds out there and you really want to know about each bottle. So the, the 2018 bottle, its registered bottle number is 273. It was dumped on May 14th, 2018. Obviously comes from Warehouse H. We'll talk about that. All Blanton's comes from Warehouse H. And it's 93 proof, which all blends are 93 proof. The 2020, so this was dumped on December 28th, 2020, right after Christmas. Uh, it's bottle number registered at 126. And again, it's also 93 proof. That's your two bourbons. So you taste it. What are you yep, getting? Tasted it. Very tannic. Yes. The oak is coming through. Heavy oak tannins right up front. Then it rolls into citric acid. But you can smell it's 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 amazing because yeah. you can smell the tannins and you can smell that citric acid that citrus, and it's rolling through right into there and then from there light vanilla light caramel not even butterscotch more caramel to me and um and maybe eh, maybe a little butterscotch too caramel the butterscotch but all those are light right up front it's tannic see up front for me is tannin and then you get a corn sweetness quickly followed by citric acid. And then everything else Austin just said. It's a little vanilla, a little caramel, a little tart butterscotch. And you're right. Corn definitely is coming through. Yeah, but you, it's tannin yep. and boom, sugar, and then boom, acid. It's funny. Yeah, to me, the, the sugar and the acid are hitting at the same time on my on my. But, that, you know, that's that's splitting hairs. That's splitting taste buds. <laughs> that's 2018. Let me get some water. We'll do the 2020. Oh, yeah. The 2020 is actually darker. So maybe shade and have two shades darker. Right? It's at least two shades. Yeah, I uh, know absolutely. It's at least two shades darker. It looks like a much older bourbon. It does, and it's two years younger. Well, what's the, in the bottle? Uh, yeah, but from a from a barrel aging, I, I mean, don't know. it just it just looks like it'd be a lot older. Yep. Yeah, now you smell this one. Less tannin, more caramel, like burnt caramel smell. Little little vegetal, getting some greenery. But it's little funny. floral. It's you, not, no, it's, not yeah. The tannins aren't there. No, but it's not creme brulee like burnt sugar. It's almost like caramel that you're cooking down, and you let it cook a little bit too much. Kind of burnt caramel. Almost like burnt caramel. It's just almost creme brulee. Almost, but not there yet, right? <laughs> okay, enough smelling. Let's taste. Yeah, a lot less tannic. Still tannic, but a lot less tannic. Yeah. Still bright. Now, I'm going to say the citrus in this is more on the lemon side. You get a little bit of tannins, goes a bit of yes. bright lemon, kind of bright lemonish, and And then oof, vanilla. A lot vanilla extract. of vanilla. It's almost vanilla flour and extract mixed together, right? It's a lot of vanilla. And then, then it softens into comes butterscotch. But a nice long, gentle hug. It just kind of hangs it is. out. Yeah, it's yeah. got. It's still. A, it's got more of a hug. It's mm-hmm. got more of a hug than the other. Than the but 18. just very gentle, very soft. It's very delicate. And, and since I went back and reread on Blanton's again, it kind of made me think why these flavors taste different than a Colonel Taylor. 
uh, Rock Hill Farms, and we'll get into that. Well, when you we pre-gamed this, you said something really good about this one. What it reminded you of? I'm gonna let oh, you. Oh, Booker's. It, yep. Yeah, it's, this one tastes well. Booker's tastes different depending on what batch release you have. But the one I have, the Country Table. Yes. This tastes like Booker's, just not with the octane hug yeah. and the, the you know Booker's is oh, it's like Booker's. Booker's. Booker's light. Yeah, it doesn't have that oomph. Let's get the sweetness and that that citrus at the same time. You're like, man, that's Booker's Light. It's a lot like that Booker's Mm -hmm. that you have. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because when you say Booker's, okay, well, which one? Which which release? Blah, 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 blah. Well, that's like Blanton's. Everybody, oh, I got Blanton's. Well, which one? Yeah. That's the original. They're all slightly different, right? Uh, Yeah, or greatly different. Because these two, I bet if you blind tasted these- they, people wouldn't realize that both are, would be Blanton's. Yeah, they would pick, two they would pick one as something. Yeah, I think most people would pick that as two separate spirits. Honestly, I think I would have two because the color is totally different. They take one's tan and more tan. And I'm me like, too. Me too. I don't think I could have nailed that as both Blanton's if you did a blindfold on me. I said, man, they're very similar, but ooh, they got some harsh harsh departures to them. So. Now, let's be honest. I don't think I would have nailed it as Blanton's up front anyways. I honestly, how often do we ever get to drink Blanton's? I would have known as Blanton's, especially in the second bottle or the second one. I, that I know is Blanton's. You taste it, you're like, that's Blanton's. The first one I was, eh, I would have went, mm, is that Blanton's? Yeah. If you told me, taste it, I'm like, I think it's Blanton's. Now, you put the two decks to each other, and you're like, well, which one's Blanton's? I'm like, second yeah, one's Blanton's. You give me an idea for an episode. Yeah, just blind I'm, taste us. I'm going to blind taste your ass. I'm going to use I'm gonna use the 20, since you say you can use Blanton's, but we're going to do this down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll pull like a Colonel Taylor. I'll pull a, I'll pull one of its cousins. Yeah, you we'll should. We'll have to pull one of its cousins, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that would that that could be interesting. It, very. <laughs> and, and I've done single barrel challenges in the past, and it's tough because- Single barrels are tough. It's a single barrel. It's, exactly. <laughs> so, they're different. And that's kind of my point. That's kind of my point a lot of times. I don't, I don't, I almost never get to drink blends. It's very, very rare. Because I'm not paying $150, $170 for a bottle of blends when no. it's a $79 bottle of bourbon. Exactly. $69 to $79 bottle. And I'm like, when it's, you charge me $150, yep. places in Texas, when I was in Texas a couple of months ago, $400. And they had one that you can go on, you had to pay $10 for a raffle. If you win the raffle, you get to buy the bottle at $400. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I understand the raffle to buy it at $69.99, yeah. but to buy $400 and I gave you a $10 raffle ticket. No. I can't. So, what you getting on the cigar? So, let me take another puff. We're in that first third. Yeah, I'm a quarter it's of an inch in. Totally settled down. Up front, hey, you going to laugh? Sesame seed. It really is. It's got that sesame seed. Black, or, black or white. Toast, toasted white sesame seed. You know, just the nut itself, not sucking the salt, right? Just the nut. But uh, vegetables, a lot of hay, a little nutty with that sesame seed nut. But it has that Dominican metallic finish. Massive. It just. To me, it even it's not even a finish. It's beginning, middle, and end. I don't get the beginning, me. but boy, right? To, as soon as you. Finish your, you blow out your smoke, you're like, oh, it's metallic. And then the metallic just stays with your tongue, right? The minute I draw on it, that me- metal yes. hits my tongue. Man. And this, look, it's 100% Dominican. Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about that. You know, we've had Tom from yeah, AG yeah, Cigars yeah. on talking about that. The metallic, you know, we say minerals out of Nicaragua and Honduras and metallic out of the Dominican. And this is heavy it's, on the metallic. It's quint- quintessential pure Dominican. Yeah. This is really, yeah. This is a really interesting expression if you think about it from Dominican tobacco. I, I say it's full bodied already. Yep. 100%. Full body cigar. 100%. Strength, medium so far. It's got a kick to it. I'm also getting some of that molasses. 
definitely leather. It's a little like molasses. I am on the finish afterward. Uh, it's the after um, the finish, basically. Really? Yeah. Just I'm getting the leather. I get dry leather. Definitely. Oh yeah, tannic leather. I'm looking for the molasses. That tannic, a little sweetness on the back, a little molasses. It's that kind of bittersweet molasses yeah, versus yeah. coffee. It's you know you know the coffee taste. Yeah. Since instead of coffee, to me is more molasses. So I'm getting more black coffee with just a hint of sugar in it. Maybe that's the molasses you're getting. Yeah, to me, it's a little more Because it's not the black like. acidic coffee. It's black coffee with just a little bit of sugar. Yeah, to me, that's what I'm probably so calling. Yeah, molasses. maybe so. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Cool. So, let's do them together. This Aww. with the 2018, huh? Oh, let's puff so together. Cute. So cute. <laughs> After three years, you know, huh? <laughs> After three years, like, whatever, honey, get it over with, it's, will you? <laughs> it's, like, it's like we're freaking married. He starts talking. I'm like, huh, did you say yeah, something? <laughs> I already apologize with you know, I'm sorry, I'm apologizing. What are you apologizing for? I don't know. I'm sorry I'm apologizing without knowing what I'm apologizing for. <laughs> apologizing for whatever. It's just called marriage, right? All right, so let's do it to 2018. Take a puff yep, and see what Just we did the 18. And I'll wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Ooh. Citrus and tart. But knocks the tannins down. Oh, without a doubt, but it makes it more metallic on the finish. Well, that, yeah, I think that's coming back from the cigar. To me, it's actually making the 18 a little nicer to drink because yes. it's knocking that f- upfront heavy tannin, oak tannin down, but that citrus is popping. Popping. Hard. But then, unfortunately, citrus and metal, it brings up that metal. It, it tarnishes? Because <laughs> it, it just makes it more metallic. Yeah, citric acid tarnishes metal. <laughs> that's interesting. We get some water and I do the 2020. The Christmas blend since it was 2018, right? Yeah, that's, um, I'm sorry, 2028. That's just, um, yeah, I just took another sip with a puff. And Honestly, I think the cigar are better with a Knob Creek 120, something that's real sugary, real sweet. Something sweeter, right? Sweet Honestly, with right, the metallic. At least yeah. with this first third and the 18. Eh, it's not, okay. Not a great pairing. It's okay. It, it's not bad. It's okay. It's not a great pairing, in my opinion. Not a, not yet. All right. It might change, though. That's why we do first, second, third. Ooh, the 2020 is better. So it's more caramel corn up front, then tannic, and then here comes the metal. 100%. But does knock down a tannin dramatically. 100%. Well, uh, the 20 already was lower yeah, in tannins, but, comparatively speaking. But it's caramel corn... It's, tannin and then metal. I hate to say it with the 18. The 18 tastes like one of those, what should we call them? Craft bourbons. Micro distilleries, yeah. Craft bourbons, micro distillery, where there's a lot of shenanigans going yeah. on. You know what I mean? Where they're trying to do this. The 18 tastes more like that. It's more separated to me. It's not as put together. The 20 is much more put together. Yes, I agree. Much more put together. And yeah. Now, the 20 with this is better. And everything you said, you're spot on. That's exactly what I was yeah. getting. That's why I didn't add any more because that's exactly what I'm getting. I'm starting to realize the more and more Dominicans we smoke, if it's a pure Dominican now, if it's just a blend, throw everything out. I'm going to well, say out the out the water, right? But Throw it out of the water? Throw, throw it out with the, with the water. About, throw out the bath water with the baby. Throw it out, out whatever, into the water. Throw it in the water. <laughs> drown it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but when cigar is metallic, I want a sweeter spirit. Now, like a Nicaraguans yeah. that are more rocky and kind of got that earthy. I like the tannins. Then that tannin tannins. and the citrus plays better, right? I agree. I agree. Right. Metal and That's tannins cool. don't. 
go together. Or metal well. and acid don't go together. And metal and acid don't go you together sweet. as well. I yeah. You're no I This I'm, would be a Scotch cigar. This would be again a Knob Creek one twenty, a really sweet bourbon. I yeah. I there yeah. Even a Knob Creek, just Knob Creek. 90 would be great with it as well. Knob Creek, 90, I'm like, eh, the 100, eh, I get the 120. Ooh. How can you say, eh, about 100? <gasps> oh, yeah. oh, that's sacrilegious. It's okay. It's, it's, it's like, good. Like it's, it's, just, it's good, but it's not. You get the 120, you know, a single barrel that's really good single barrel. Problem is that 34 bucks, I can only afford Old Crow. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you do the cigar? Like, well. Uh, I guess it's Old Crow today. <laughs> I get the white label, no name brand. It's called bourbon. It's bourbon. <laughs> I'm going to go to the local oh. pharmacy and look, they got bourbon. It's just, what kind yeah. is it? It just said bourbon on the white label. Yep. After I've spent 34 bucks on the cigar, I'm getting the 1995 Bardstown. And that's it. That's if you can find it. Because if look, these cigars are hard to find, so again, big shout out to Mister Eddie. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Mister Eddie. Appreciate it, my man. Get, but, so before we forget, the wrapper burning almost completely white gray, huh? On mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That outside layer. The yeah. binder is kind of bla- black gray. Yes, and then the filler is a mixture of both. Yep. Right. Yeah. But it's fine, and the wrapper is almost completely, there's a little f- few striations of black, but it's white. Yeah. White all the way through. Yep. So it tells you about the soil in Dominica, yeah. right? So, yeah, let's, real quick, I'm not going to get into Fuente, guys. We've done it a zillion yeah, times. Yeah. And Teach us about this cigar. If you're brand new, look up Fuente and learn it and start with Fuentes. They're a great place to start with. Even their, their less expensive lines, we'll say, are reasonably priced, like the Chateau line. Yes. Great for beginners. They're a great the Hemingway. Company. The Hemi- oh. Small story, the Hemingway when short story, yeah. great stick. Yeah, that was, I got to say, when Hemingway came out, it was like the opus, because it started pre-opus. Mm. And I remember it was higher than a hunchback's ass in price. Really? Yeah, when they first, and then they came out with opus, and it was nice, because it knocked the Hemingway down. Because honestly, between opus and Hemingway, most of the time I'll take a Hemingway. For the price. Oh, I just- Yeah, if they cost the same, I'm taking an opus. Uh, but the Hemingway is a nice stick, That man. short story on Hemingway? I love that little stick. Oh. So anyways, yeah. but for Opus real quick, it started in 1995. The wrapper's grown on Fuente's lab. Uh, lab. lab. <laughs> Property. <laughs> it's in their lab. It's on their, in their land. I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, and um, in the Valley uh, El Ciabo, yep. Ciabo uh, Valley there in uh, Dominican Republic, it's the land they own. And they're one of the few that are actually cultivating everything themselves in this one. All their other one, lines they are purchasing from other farmers but this one they're doing full cultivation on their own land hence the price because it's a very limited produced cigar because the amount of tobaccos it can grow is very limited and they're using obviously all their own leaves all their own things so it's 100 percent dominican on their land fully vertically integrated Mm -hmm. from that whole perspective their other lines once again they are purchasing from elsewhere so 1995 and this is like said over six super bellicoso not much more to say about the cigar that's it you want to come back for a second third we'll talk a little bit about blends or what? No, let's just talk. Let's just talk, man. This is our third year anniversary, man. Let's. Yeah. Let's what, do, what, what's your favorite? <sighs> let's, let's kind of maybe do a little reflection. Yes. So, especially for the newer people. <sighs> so, um, a couple of favorites. I don't have an all-time ultimate favorite, but pretty damn close, and we just repeated it. I know. We repeated two of our favorites already. We've already repeated two of our favorites, yeah. and that's why we repeated them, to see if they stayed there, and guess what? They stayed there. They pretty well stayed yeah. there. So our so. first our first round, so um, we'll say the, um, the Part series, Partiga Series P, number two. Well, first one you had Anyahado, so it was already about seven years old, and yeah, we paired it, it with well a aged. Booker's 
uh, again, the uh, country table. Country table, yes. With a uh, stag junior. Stag junior. On a cold day. <sighs> the only thing I could would love to do different, we didn't have access to it, is instead of stag junior, stag. Yeah, well, I don't know. That would just... That I don't have $1,000 laying around. That could have elevated it just a yeah. shade more. But So, yeah, we did that first year. That yeah, was, was early. Third episode, second episode. And yeah. It was fantastic. So then we repeated it, what, a month, a couple months ago? Yeah, month, two months ago. Month ago so. It wasn't as cold, and it was not an añejado, but it was still... The cigar was... Yeah. So for, for your new listeners, añejado means aged. So it was less aged. It was only, what, a couple years old? Yeah, our box... Oh, it was two and a half years old? Yeah, something like yeah. that. But guess what? Mm-hmm. It still mm-hmm. was there. Then another episode we both have, and we agreed on, we just repeated a couple episodes ago, yeah. is the Nika Japanese whiskey, Nika coffee malt and coffee grain with the uh, distinct, I can, I never. Distinguishado Kawaba. This white boy has a hard time yeah. saying this stuff. <laughs> no, it's actually distinguishing those. Always distinguishados. 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 Kawaba cigar. Again, Kawaba. unfortunately, Cuban Another again. Cuban. Not unfortunate. Obtainable just... and decently priced. Yeah, when you can find them. Yeah, when you can find them. And that was, you know, the first time we did it, I thought it was a fluke. Yep. I really, now this, the Partagas one, it wasn't. I didn't think that was a fluke no. because we had a, we knew what we were getting on the cigar, heavy, heavily aged Partagas. We knew full what we were getting flavored, and we knew what we were getting out there. Mm-hmm. Same thing, going to the Nika, which, okay, we knew what we tasted with Nika coffee malt and coffee grain and on their own, they're they're good. They're good. For Jap- to me, they're the top for my taste buds. For of Japanese. all the Japanese whiskeys I've tasted, and look, I'm not a Japanese connoisseur. I mean, I've, I've tasted probably 12, fifth, less than 15 Japanese whiskeys. And the coffee grain, coffee malt from Nika, by far my favorite. Yes, me too. Yeah. You and I are on the same page on that. And so you know, but the biggest difference in that one versus, say, the Partagas was how much that cigar changed those spirits mm-hmm. for the better. Mm-hmm. The flavors that kept getting pulled out of them because of cigar. Cigar stayed the same all the way Well, the cigar through. changes flavors because it's a well, double figure, although, I mean. But, but it stayed It stayed a Kawaba. Yes. Period. From the beginning to the end. And you and I have had so, no, many, so many, many of those. We know what years. you're getting. It's, yeah. one of, it's in our top. It's in our top 10 list of cigars. The Distinguishado. For the price? Yes. Price, everything, yeah. flavors. It's just, it's a it's a wonderful cigar. And they're tremendously consistent. They are a smaller boutique, even though that's kind of not really used in Cuba, but yeah. it's still more of a boutique. They're not mass produced. No, it's a smaller produced mm-hmm. because of the shape. They don't have many rollers that can do it. So it's a small produced. And um, they're incredible. And that, we repeated it and we got everything out oh, of it the second so time. It was not a fluke. I did think the first no, one was. That was good. So that's kind of, you know, those two are probably on our top list. So non-Cuban, we yeah. did it about non-Cuban. four months ago, three months ago. So our good buddy Mike brought over, he had a, uh, a barrel pick, four roses, foolproof yes and a barrel pick uh woodford reserve foolproof yes and look i like the four roses single barrel all the other four roses i'm like yeah but and i love woodford reserve well i should say i really 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 like woodford reserve these two bottles and yeah now the word's gotten out they're they're getting harder to find the price has gone way up but that with the padron 1926 Oh, that was really good. I mean, that that Woodford was cinnamon sugar bomb. The Four Roses yeah. was just the same. It was no, I'm sorry. The Four Roses was a cinnamon sugar bomb, if I remember correctly. And the Woodford was just sweet caramel popcorn with the cigar. It was all three of us going. My God, yeah. 
And Mike and I were talking about that about two weeks ago. He goes, yeah, we're going to have to revisit that because I only drink those bottles with you guys. I'm like, yeah, only drink it with us because <laughs> they're single barrels. Yeah. You're not going to get them again. No. And oh my God, yeah. what a great pairing. You know? That was a great pairing. For non-Cubans for me as well was the uh, Weller 12 one, and Weller 107 comparative mm-hmm. to, what was that? The um, Tabernacle. No, 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 it wasn't Tabernacle. Not the Tabernacle. Um, um, Oh, shoot. shoot. What cigar was it? Uh, Was it a foundation? uh, uh, Wasn't it the old Mac? Was it High Clear Castle? I can't believe I just, yeah, it was a High Clear Castle. High Clear Castle, yes. Which is foundation, not Tabernacle, it's still foundation cigar. Yep, that's why I was getting, that was good. That's why I was getting confused in my brain. Yeah, that was good. Because High Clear Castle is more of a medium body cigar. It's not full, it's not full in your face bomb. It reminds me a lot of the Padron Connecticut shade. Yes. And it was a, it's a Connecticut-based High Clear Castle that we did, and it reminds me a lot of that, which is a great cigar. Different, 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 different. flavoring, but it's very similar. Mm-hmm. It's got that velvety texture to it. And with the weeded bourbons, <gasps> because they're soft and rounded, and the High Clear Castle Connecticut Shade's very, it's velvety and rounded and soft. It was delicious. It just matched. And it was really interesting, once again, to have a 107 versus the 12, and just the little differences that you're picking up in notes. That, that one was a really, that was a fun one. But too. unfortunately, again, Weller 12 and Weller 107 now becoming, you know, unobtainium. Or you can get them if you want to pay a stupid price. Yeah. Blanton's. You can get Blanton's. Do you want to pay a stupid price? I'm looking. Did you just drop Ash on the board? <laughs> He's blowing the board. <laughs> hey, sorry sorry it's, about it's that. It's time to blow Hal. <laughs> I bumped. A b- <laughs> Remember from Airplane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Oh, my goodness. And look, uh, I'm not. Also, now we're just. Because we we always pregame my cigars and stuff. We go to different websites, see what other people are tasting versus what we taste. And this one guy was measuring the ash on the cigar. <laughs> I have not flicked my ash, but look at how perfectly made that is. Perfectly concentric. That's, has an ex- that's has Fuente. An, it, not flaky. Yep. It's a one inch ash so far. Perfectly held together. And it, it's Fuente. And right? I got to be honest. I got to. I mean, true honesty. Honest about this. That's every Fuente cigar. That's yep. the beauty. You don't have to pay the thirty four dollars for an Opus to get that quality. From man, from from the leaf, yeah. from the aging of the leaf, the handling of the cigar, the rolling of the cigar, you can do that almost every single one of them. Even the cheap ass Montesinos they do are really they're good and they're good quality. They're light, they're inexpensive, but guess what? They're not flaky. They're not falling apart on you. They're not hoboing if you treat them correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the beauty of Fuente. It's the beauty of Padron. I was just going to say Padron is the same, but I just had to literally snap the ash off. Yeah. I haven't had a Montesino. I'm telling you, probably eight years. I've got two that my boy sent me. I haven't done that that forever. are twelve years. Oh, you got smoke old. them? There, probably nothing now. Oh no, they've been sitting in a cedar. Oh really? Locker for twelve, 12 years. years. That's not Opus. <laughs> Basically, turned into an Opus. It's yeah. Montesino. Montesino, twelve year olds Montesino. I haven't done Opus Montesino in ages. Yeah, Tom sent me a few aged ones from AG Cigars in Stockbridge, Georgia. You got a guy's got to check them out, look them up. They're online, yep. but uh, they don't sell online. But if you're in the Atlanta area, and hey, I got to say, Atlanta's still our number one market. Yeah, way to go, so, Atlanta! All you Atlanta people, why don't you start advertising with us? Yeah, because yeah. you were still over three years have been consistently our number one market. Dallas is number two. Yeah, New Dallas. Orleans is number three. Yeah, we're New Orleans people, right? New Orleans is number three. So and uh, and so also, our listeners aren't just our buddies. Oh no, 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 no. So yeah, so Atlanta's still number one. So you guys go check out AG Cigars. Anyways, yeah, he sent me um, 
oh god, a couple other ones. They're all like ten, twelve years old. They've really been, been sitting in a hum in a uh, Mike, the own yeah. his partner, in in his uh, cedar locker, his cedar locker in the humidor for this that long. Whoa, yeah, he sent me a few. I just. Got on a podcast very near and dear to in the future. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, they'll be interesting. They'll be very interesting. Before I forget, so for our loyal listeners, last week we did do Spirits 101, and we yes. promised you guys we we're going to do Tobacco and Cigars Spirits. I mean, Tobacco and Cigars 101 this time. We're going to push it back to next week because Austin said, you do know it's our three-year anniversary. I'm like, is it really? Yeah, I know. I kind of forgot and then suddenly realized, shit, it's been three years. Yeah, so we kept it. In, it's in the banks and it's in the safe and we're going to release it next Sunday. So next Sunday will be tobaccos and cigars 101. In a bunker in an undisclosed location. We've got it saved around safes around the world. So just yep. in case it's a natural I mean, disaster. Anheuser-Busch <laughs> Bush brags about their freaking yeast all over the world. Well, I'm bragging about our podcast. I've got it on five different computers strategically placed around the world yep. just in case you know and they're all protected by a lot of guns yeah and zombie apocalypse comes <laughs> damn it you're gonna listen to our podcast <laughs> we will still be going <laughs> no it's on my cheap ass laptop sitting in my office <laughs> so louisiana floods hey you shut out of luck sorry we're done we lost everything so another episode. I'm trying to oh think. Oh my goodness! Oh well, one is near and dear to my heart. One that is really dear to me because of the historical yes. aspect is, and look, the scar was not bad either. Yeah. Was the McAllen yes. Decade series? They call yes. it the Travelers because it's a time travel. That's why they called Travelers, and it was the 20s, profiled the 1920s, the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And what their scotch expressed in those decades based on what was going on globally and, you know, shortages of cherry barrel, shortages of coal. So we're now using peat moss to dry with McAllen. They use coal normally. So you got peating, peat increased, shortage of, once again, sherry. So no sherry finishes on one of those. Yep. And then with the war, shortages of regular casks and, and everything. And so you got to really go through four decades of what McAllen was and the differences. And I love that. Now, like I said, the scar is pretty decent. It was the Latrova. The Trinidad Latrova. <laughs> Trinidad Latrova, yeah. Which, oh Whatever. On. Yeah. That's yeah. now an obtainium and nah. stupidly priced. Yeah, they're now over a hundred freaking dollars a stick. Hey, we just got it. So again, people are always asking for our loyal listeners, you know, but for any new listeners, when we buy Cubans, we buy from La Casa de Habano stores, LCDH. We usually buy from Europe because they will send to the United States. They're Currently a 20% off price, and it's still stupidly priced. Yeah, it's still. It's still <laughs> I mean, I, I can't pull the trigger. It's still I just, can't. just dumb. But, but yeah. what blew me away in that episode, because when we tasted all four of the McCallans on their own, we had our favorites and non-favorites, and then the cigar completely flipped it. Absolutely. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. The one you could tell is made yeah. during a war that just didn't taste as well. The cigar just brought it up and it, elevated you like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it went from something because, you know, look, they had to cut corners. Yeah, it's, it's wartime. a wartime. Yeah, We're yeah. cutting corners. We're just, you know, doing a basic whiskey. Is what it boiled down to, a basic yeah, whiskey. It just, it tasted Almost cheap. probably whiskey of the late 1700s because yeah. they weren't doing the sherry. They were, you know, they were just doing what they had and figuring it out. So it probably been closer to what original whiskey would have been. But you're right. It ended up making, you know, the 40s one to me, which you're right, was the flattest because it was, <sighs> once again, they had to cut corners based on lack of uh, materials. And yet that Latrova brought it up to oh, a really good so level. Good. Yeah, so that's, you know, I love that one because once again, history, we're, 
it's a traveler series. We're traveling through history. Yeah, and for you people, they don't open bottles from the 20. They go through the warehouse and they try it because they have bottles dating yeah. back from day one. Yeah. And they picked barrels and that taste they bl- like that Yeah, time. they actually blend. And blend, yeah. They sit there and blend barrels. So they actually, you're right, they have stuff from the 20s, 30s, 40s, yeah. 50s. And they basically would taste it and then blend to match that flavor. This is the one I couldn't find. and <laughs> I have to laugh. So the other one... Many, many years ago, me and my buddy Mike that was put on his podcast many times, we were at a local liquor store and guy turns on the High Plain Rye. He goes, taste it. You're, it's a Jim Rutledge product. He went on his own, taste it. Back then it was 45 bucks a bottle. It's gone up. So we did a High Plains Rye versus the old Portrero Rye. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing is we, paced, we paired it with a Opus X Rosado. The Rosado. The Oro Oscuro. Yes. And man, the flavors both... That High Plains Rye surprised oh. the living hell out of me. And that old Portrero also surprised the hell yeah. out of me. And with that Fuente, so there it goes. These were more peppery, sweet bourbons. Went right. beautiful oh, yeah. with this Dominican Opus X, right? Yeah. And again, yeah. this was the Oscuro Rosado versus what we're doing today. Yeah, and I, honestly, that was the one I was talking about, the Oscuro Rosado. I couldn't remember it. Yeah. But the standard Oscuro, not the Rosado version. The Rosado I like. The regular Oscuro with just regular Colorado. It's, it's okay. I find it boring. I find it flat and boring. But the Rosado has a bit more flavor, obviously, because of the Rosado mm-hmm. wrapper. And you're right. That was a good one. And that the rye, good. that was the beauty of it. The rye, really, when you think about the metallic taste, it made it, it it worked. Oh, it worked. It worked. Yeah, that that was a darn good episode. And I'm trying to find another one kind of near and dear to my heart. We're trying to pick non-Cubans so you people don't yell at us. You guys are doing humans. Well, Man, so, we do. Yeah, that's our flavor profile for yeah. most part. There's tons of Cubans I do not like. The What I do want to mention, because Austin was talking about the uh, – the decade series of McCallans. Go back and listen to a bunch of our episodes. We've got episodes where we pro we basically profile the tannin. We did the Jefferson Woods experiment. Yes, which is Jefferson's, you know, bourbon, plain old Jefferson bourbon, but finishing all these different barrels and you profiling the wood. And that yeah. was interesting because I'm not a f- fascinating. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan of Jefferson, but to notice what the wood did to the bourbon. Yep. Really cool episode. Yeah. Because I, I, I still think there's a lot, and I know, and I don't mean this ugly against anybody. Most people still, I don't think, realize getting into bourbons, whiskeys, how much that wood yeah. influences the flavor. They're like, oh, what's what's the mash bill? Yes, that absolutely, well, that's your that. basis. But man, the wood. And where it's aged. The wood. The, the wood. What we're doing and today then, blends. Why does then, it taste different? And where, then it's aged? where it's aged helps that wood influence it more. Without a doubt. Whether it's hot or colder or hot and cold, you know, the bigger, bigger uh, temperature swings and that's stuff a, like that. That's a good lead in to talk about Blanton's. But yep. before I forget, the other thing we did profile on a couple episodes, we always do single barrels, but one of my favorite single barrel episodes that I'm fortunate enough to have five different expressions of Knob Creek 120 single barrels. Yes. And four of those expressions are delicious. One of them's like, yeah. But we've done them with a cigar, and the one Knob Creek that, look, I've had six friends come over, and I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating, at least 75% always choose this one certain bottle from a certain store around in, in this area. With the cigar, totally different. There was the one that we go, yeah, that's ranked third out the four, and with the cigar, you like that third one tastes better, right? Yeah. So that's what we try to do on this podcast is profile different things. Yeah. You want to learn about Colonel Blanton? 
Sure. What the hell We've never we? talked about him. Why yeah, not? I know. So this might be a little lengthy, but it's a cool story, cool history. And people, look, Blanton's is Blanton's. The craze is gone stupid. And we're halfway through. Well, what, look, you know We're what? midway cigar. What are you tasting? Let's let's do the cigar. And, yeah, yep, yeah. And then I'm, you can get I'm to that. I right agree. Almost smack in the middle. Not quite there yet. It's holding its body, which is beautiful. Um, I'm getting a more of toasted woods. Mm-hmm. It's getting very woody toasted, though. Not charred. Toasted. A little bit of nuts under the wood. I'm still getting that toasted sesame seed, man. And maybe it is sesame seed, but it's yeah. toasted wood. But I'm getting yeah, ses- but toasted no. sesame and seed. I'm getting, I'm getting kind of some nuttiness, some toasted nuts. The minerality still there, but it's softened. Yes, it's a lot really better. softened up front in that first third. It was like whoa, it's metal. It's still there, but it's a lot softer, and it's it's in the it's in the background. It's not screaming at you. I don't feel like I'm sucking on mercury. I gotta tell you. Of the last four Opus X we smoked, it's my favorite one so far. Really it's, is. This is this is the standard line, which I, I prefer it. over all the other Opus expressions. Yeah. I like their original line. This is, this is a damn nice stick. It's really good. It really is. Smokes perfectly, right? Burns perfectly. The sweetness, that molasses sweetness, you called it coffee sugar, I call it molasses, is gone. And it's just gotten that almost quint, just a solid quintessential cigar with this beautiful toasted wood, yes. toasted nuts, um, little coffee, but no sweetness. No, 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 no. But a little bit of coffee. coffee. Yep, a little bit a of little coffee. A little of dry leather. Yeah, and that's to me the tannins. Yeah. Instead of wood tannins, it's more of a leather. Yeah, like a little, but just a hint. You know, yeah, so many cigars like yeah. I'm sucking on a leather strap. <laughs> it's astringent. This is it's it's well balanced. It's a well balanced nice cigar. Yeah, let's do it with the the bourbon. Do the tw- the 2018. It's making the 18 better. It's improving that 18. Which to me, for my foot palate, I think the 18 needed to be improved. <laughs> I'm just not Ooh. a big fan of that bottle. I like it now. With it's the cigar. good now. Now it tastes like Blanton's, right? Tastes like Blanton's. Got rid of the-, the corn sugary corn is coming through right up front instead of heavy tannins. Mm-hmm. Has a little bit of citrus that Blanton's has. Which is that citrus. But you Absolutely. got the caramel corn. Obviously, the finish is diminished, as I always say with the cigar, but that's that's damn nice. That's much better now. All right, let me try to talk. Much better. Yeah, that's that's very nice. Much better. Far better. Yeah, it really is. This part of the cigar with that Blanton's is very nice. And the 2020, yeah, it still pops more than a 2018. Yeah, let me go it, to the 20. It has more of that. So this is more caramel corn, less citrus. The funny thing is it pops up the tannin on the finish now. So to me, the 20 is more viscous. It's a little more mouthy. It is got, the flavors have more depth to them. Yeah, it's just it's more. It's richer and yeah, thicker. And, and yeah, the flavors you threw out, I'm not going to repeat because you threw them out and that's but what you're getting. I'm getting the same it. thing. Yeah. That's good. That's damn good. Yeah, that's, a, that's two good pairings. So good old Colonel Albert Bacon Blanton. Yeah, how can you not like a guy named Bacon Blanton, oh, right? Bacon. You know what goes good with bacon? <laughs> bacon. More bacon. <laughs> and cigars. And, you know, we've done that. A bunch of drunken guys at my house one night trying to figure out what doesn't go with bacon. Played out with a bunch of drunken people. There's nothing that doesn't go with bacon, right? So, again, Colonel Albert Bacon Blanton. He was born on a farm, actually very near to the distillery, which at that time the distillery was the George T. Stagg Distillery. He was born in 1881. And by 1897, he's only 16 years old, and he was hired as a clerk, a clerk at the distillery. He's quickly promoted and given experiences in basically every department of the distillery. 
1921, now 40-year-old man, he was promoted to president of the distillery and tasked with just finding solutions to basically save the distillery because the industry was basically going downhill in the 1920s. Then they fought through prohibition. He was able to get a special government license produce medicinal whiskey like we talked about before to keep the, the distillery open. Uh, it was actually one of the few handful of d- distilleries left in Kentucky at that time with that special permission. So once they recuperate from all that, well, prohibition ends in 1933, but now you're in the Great Depression, right? So the distillery's suffering through the Great Depression, and he basically kept the distillery afloat during these times when everybody was strapped for cash. They finally start coming out the Great Depression somewhat, and by 1937, what happens? The Kentucky River floods over and engulfs the distillery and floods the entire distillery, and everybody thought they were going to be shut down for a couple of years. He had up and running within 24 hours. So they, they really admired the man for that. So they recuperate from that, and guess what happens a few years later? Well, here comes World War II. Yep. And here's the distillery struggling through that time, because at that time, most of the distillers, are, the government made them start making just pure grain alcohol for military purposes. And he kept the distillery open for that purpose. I have a question, though. Yeah. Do you think he liked bacon? I'm pretty sure he did. Or do you think he averted <laughs> it because of his name was bacon? Uh, I got a feeling he ate a lot of bacon. <laughs> Actually, there's a picture of him. He's a very normal-built guy. He's not heavy set at all, so... Cool picture of him with a nice uh, bolo hat on. Depression did that to a lot of people. (laughs) So, uh, and they also say he was also uh, responsible for a lot of aesthetic growth throughout the distillery when he was running it. He built the clubhouse and several gardens on his own and built his own property. was called the Stony Point Mansion that overlooks the distillery. He grew it from 14 buildings up to 114 buildings. So, he was president until distillery until 1952. Unfortunately, in 1959, he passed away. And if you ever go to uh, now Buffalo Trace, there's a statue of Colonel Blanton at, at the distillery and the bottom of the base of the, the statue it pretty much reads, and I'm going to read it right here. It says, love and respected master distiller and true Kentucky gentleman. He dedicated 55 years of his life to the service of his community and his company. He inspired leadership, may live in the minds of those whom he lived and of those who he followed. This memorial is erected with gratitude and in his honor. So here comes along master distiller Emerald T. Lee. We know him, that guy, right? Never heard of him Never either. Never heard of him. He was tasked with creating a bourbon of exceptional quality a year before he retired, right? Well, he recalled back in his earlier days in the 1940s, he worked with Colonel Blanton. And Lee remembered that when Blanton was entertaining dignitaries or family friends or really important friends, he would go and pick hand, you know, honey barrels from the center cut of Warehouse H. He said those those barrels in that warehouse always had this really unique flavor and he was single bottle those barrels right and so he said at that time it was very revolutionary in 1984 to say hey i'm going to make a very super premium high quality bourbon and try to sell it because back then most of the bourbons were oh all gosh. you know blends of many 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 different barrels and you want to have the same flavor year in and year out and the 80s was that was like the bottom of the barrel for, so, for yeah. bourbons. At that time, I was like, come up with something to make the distillery some profit, right? So he released blends as the first yeah. single barrel high-end bourbon. And as an homage, he called it Blanton's. So what makes Warehouse H so, you know, nowadays almost kind of meteoric rise of what a great warehouse it is, right? So after the repeal of the Prohibition, like we just said a little while ago in 1933, the remaining distilleries in Kentucky were anticipating a high demand for their spirits. So production went in overdrive, and Colonel Bland's distillery had a, faced a shortage where they're going to put the barrels, right? So he says, well, I can build a rickhouse really quick out of metal because it's 
quicker and cheaper than building it out of brick and wood like most of them were. So he discovered quickly the metal walls actually don't insulate as well as the brick did, so it made it more prone to Kentucky's wild weather swings. Kentucky has four true seasons, and it gets really hot and really cold in the same day. And obviously, what's that do? Increase respiration. So you got booze going in and out the wood, in and out the wood, in and out the wood, and he realized, huh, these barrels in the center of the rack, they taste really good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what made it so famous, and they said warehouse became home to Blanton Single Barrel, again, 1984, and still being used today, and that's where you get your barrels. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. All just, just discovery. Just by sheer happenstance, right? The other thing people love about Blanton's is the stoppers, right? So if you look at the stoppers, it's a horse and jockey, and, yeah. and they did as homage to Kentucky because of Kentucky's rich heritage of horse and horse racing and whatnot. So it's a marketing scheme, right? So in 1999, a collector set of eight different stoppers because each stopper has a little letter on it that spells Blanton's. If you look at it, the B is at the starting gate, and each letter you go on is the horse at different, you know, gates throughout the race. Yep. And S, the ending S, is with him in a winning stride. So people collect these, and that is what it is, right? Oh yeah, you get all of them. You uh, you write into them. They'll send you a stave to put them in and stuff. It's pretty pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And again, all of them are ninety three proof. It's mash bill number two, which is their high rye mash bill. What's the breakdown? No one knows. No. They yep. won't release it. Yeah. But. If you taste blends with Smashville number two compared to a Colonel Taylor, which is in a brick rickhouse, tastes totally different. Yep. Same Mashville, but same Mashville. Rock Hill Farms, which I love, and it's a single barrel, higher proof, tastes totally different than blends. Yeah. And again, it kind of stands to reason because, you know, a lot of these micro distilleries, especially like in Texas and these really, really hot places, they're they're cracking up the the temperature in the warehouse is really high because they're speeding up the respiration. And sometimes yeah. you taste these bourbons and they taste burnt. Yeah, and they the have funny a char thing, taste they charred. Yeah, if they do it correctly, they do get more citrusy. And when I read this, I'm like, that's why Blanton's has that citrus taste that you do not get in Eagle Rare, you don't get in Colonel Taylor, you don't get in Rock Hill Farms. Yeah, it's it kind of stands a reason because of the temperature variation. Yeah. So, oh yeah. That's the two spiels on blends. You know, it's it's funny thinking about it. And you, you think about why, you know, these single barrels, you know, they're big here in the U.S. Ireland doesn't really do single barrels. They're Scotland doesn't to. do. Well, they're doing cask strength, yeah. finally. 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 But not the single barrels as much, because if you think about not it. as much. What is their temperature swings? Cold and colder. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> See, you, you, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So are you really going to get as big of a swing difference between barrel to barrel? Probably you will, the barrels, top of the rack, bottom of the rack, probably, et cetera, et cetera. But probably not the yeah. swings that we're seeing in the U.S., in Kentucky. Oh, you won't, yeah. yeah just like you're not going to see it in Louisiana because it's hot and hotter. Yeah. Texas, hot and hotter. Yeah. Doesn't really get that cold. I mean, it, it can't gets up cold. It just freezes here for a couple of days, but yeah. But that's nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. And, you know, so you see the bigger swings and, and once again, the heavier respiration and stuff. And I kind of really, you know, it's for a long time, I didn't even think of it that way. And I'm like, God, why aren't the, why aren't the Scots doing single barrels? That's probably why. I don't think you're going to see the biggest, yeah. bigger variations in flavor. And to, for them to spend the extra money and stuff, they're kind of like, it's gonna barrel barrel two sixty five is gonna taste probably like barrel two ninety two. Yeah, just slightly yeah, different. Probably not much that most people couldn't even pick up. But they're starting to do it because they look. It's a marketing scheme. They can sell it at more a higher price, make more profit. Yeah, but uh, it's it's rare. I mean, it's rare. Yeah. Now the cast rank. Yeah, thank God like they said, are. Thank God they're doing the cast rank because a lot of Scotch, especially Irishes. Yeah. Which I've been meaning to tell you this for months. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I, I found the writer's tier. Yes, uh-huh. cast strength. 
Oh. And I almost pulled the trigger and I didn't and do you it. Didn't? It's still available. I may pull the trigger. Oh, uh, you it. should pull the trigger. I like Rider's Tears. Yeah. Last like, time. But well, cast strength. Yeah. I've never had the cast strength. I've had the standard one. The last time I had it, it was actually, you're going to laugh, was when I was in Germany before you met me there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was at a, at a bar and they had it. And uh, the people I was with, um, one of the guys treated, and he got us rounds of Rider's Tear. And I was like, <gasps> Tears. Sorry. There's an S there. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's good. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan. So cast strength would be. Nice. Yeah, I think Irishes would benefit a lot with a little bit more for probably for our palates. Yeah. 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 Other people, it's a nice entry. Oh, yeah. Blends at the price now. It's no, not it's not an entry, entry no. bourbon anymore. But no. Back when it was 60 bucks and you wanted to have a high end entry it, bourbon, it was $39.99. Yeah, I remember I used to buy for $49.99. Yeah, no, no. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dem days are gone. Yeah, long gone, unfortunately. Henceforth, we haven't done blends before. We keep forgetting and then realize, you know what? I'm not paying the price for the that's going right now. Nope. Nope, not at all. It's it's just, it's silly. It's silly. Mm-hmm. Now, if we had sponsorships. <laughs> hint, <laughs> it gives me a bottle. Hint, wink, wink. Yeah, you give us a bottle. We'll try it on air yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. And I have. I've had people donate bottles and we've done them on air. Send us a cash so we can go find some and buy them. <laughs> So we get two more. They're like, well, if I had the cash to send to you, I'll use it to yeah, buy my own buy bottle. Damn bottle. Yeah. <laughs> but stores, if you want us to do it on air, donate a bottle. Absolutely. Yeah. Stores need to look at us a little bit more going, you know, because they're doing their own barrel picks. Yep. Especially regionally. I mean, our top 10 cities, we still have three of them are in South Louisiana, Mandeville, Covington, and New Orleans in our top 10 cities. So these uh, local stores doing barrel picks. Mm-hmm. Good way to profile them. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. <laughs> just saying right what is so it? always be selling almost to the funnel glenn third. gary glenn ross always be selling always no be that's selling. xabc always be closing oh that's that was right. actually always be closing i thought it meant all blocks covered <laughs> <laughs> abc stores for you guys out in hawaii and out west abc stores all blocks covered <laughs> i used to look i remember the first time i went to hawaii i had a laugh oh, yeah there was literally abc store in this corner yep. and i looked across the street there's an abc say. store i'm like are you shitting me Cross the street from one another. I love ABC stores. And they were both stores. packed. I love ABC stores in Hawaii. That was one of my things I'd do, go swing by and get a bunch of Spam Musubi. They always had Spam Musubi. Get a bunch of those and then take them to the beach. Nice That's nice snack. Funny. Eating it at the beach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love ABC stores in Hawaii. They're the best. <laughs> I haven't been to Hawaii in a long time. Yeah, again. It's been a little while. It's been it's been a minute or two for me as well. So now to where I think we can get some cheap rooms in, in Maui. In line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. What's yeah. the matter with you? That property still isn't cheap. <laughs> I think we can get some cheap rooms though right now. <laughs> yeah, that property still isn't cheap. Actually, the state came in and they had a bunch of developers trying to come in and buy up all oh, the yeah. burnt property and the state goes, nope. Nope. And they should. Nope. Stays with they the need, family, stays with whoever. It's they gonna, need to protect that. They did. They protected it. They need to. Absolutely. Especially Maui has been built up so much over the last 20 years. Yeah. No, they need to continue to protect it 100%. Yeah. When Hawaii is importing pineapples, you know you got a problem, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They used to be the number one pineapple producer in the world, and now they're importing pineapples because it's all developments now. Yep. Absolutely. So, again, now we're almost into the final third. Has it changed? Wow. It's uh, it's plateaued in a great way, and I mean that in a great way. Mm-hmm. It's not plateaued. And like, okay, no, because that, that second, third, man, it's settled in. It's I really like it, and uh, and it's so far, it's staying. It's staying for me. Getting to the final third. I think the, the the nicotine's really increasing I'm, big I'm time. Glad you said that because I was 
just thinking that. I'm surprised by it. Most Dominicans don't have a nicotine punch, right? No, I'm starting to feel it. <laughs> this has a nicotine punch to it. I it let you know, really hey. really starting to feel this cigar. Full, again, full-bodied, but it doesn't just blow you away and like, oh my God, it's strength, strength. Yeah. You know, flavors are so strong, it just kills you. Yeah. But the nicotine sneaks up and lets you know, hey. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm here. here. And she keeps gut punching you. Now hey, you buddy. get to that final third. Hey, you're like, buddy. yeah. Hey, your knees are getting a little wobbly. You're getting ready to go down for the count, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't that strong, but. <laughs> no, no, no. But. That being said. No, because, I mean, honestly, think about it. How many other Dominicans that you really pick up on the nicotine? Not many. Nah. Not, Not really. Many. Except the ones that taste like shit and they're meant to be an ass kicker and you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. When yeah. they're like, oh, it's 100% Lajero. Yeah, yeah, it tastes like it too. <laughs> so we're finishing off the last little bit of the 2018 here. Let me get you the bottle. Yeah, there you go. Because my glass was empty. Funny how that went down so quick, huh? I hate when that happens. Oh, it's gone. Never to be seen again. Thank God I brought my daughter to drive. <laughs> Thank God I just got to walk inside. <laughs> yeah, see, the cigar just makes it better. That's yummy. I did it on his own. I got to tell you, in the, into the even in the second third, it's even that much better. Well, I just did it without the cigar. And boy, that, that tannin pops right back up again. The citrus pops up. So now I'm going to take a puff. Cit- to it. me, the citrus has never left. To me, it's changed it from the tannin. Wait like a minute. Don't do a cigar and go back to it. And you're like, ooh, it's what it was from the beginning. Tannin and citrus. Now take a puff. Mm-hmm. You do it. You're like, oh. Yeah. It just quells that tannin oh. and just puts it together, right? No, you're right. You're right. That tannin, it's still there. Well, it is. It yeah. is what it is. It hadn't changed. But it, it just but the, it, it puts it together. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, this this Fuente Opus is definitely doing it doing it right. Yeah, the 2018 plantings do with a cigar. It's meant to go with a cigar. So, what other episodes? Any other episodes? You can think oh. about highlight. I mean, we've done so damn. Well, many. just because of the the environment, the Hofbra House. <gasps> yeah, the Kapinski, the Kapinski in Munich was sitting there smoking uh, a Romeo and Juliet. We bought at the LCDH store right down the street. Yep. Bought a little cheapy Romeo and Juliet. It was yep. okay, but smoking it with some scotch at the Kempinski made it all better. <laughs> yeah, mean, those were environmental. Yes, that's different. That is an environmental influence, but that says a lot. Oh. A lot of times your cigar and drinking experience is can be really heavily influenced by the environment. Oh, friends, people you'd hang out with like, on the uh, beach. Okay, case in point, my number one cigar, not the cigar. My number one time smoking a cigar that still sits and haunts me to this day because I know I'll never be able to repeat it was, and I talked about this in the very first episode. In London. No. Germany. Actually, it wasn't even Germany. Yes, it was Germany. It was over uh, by, um, oh, geez, uh, Neufenstein Castle in that little town right there. um, And I picked up Oya de Monterey, Epicure number two. Yep, yep, yep. First time I'd ever had one floral bomb back then as you know you can attest to it 
and just great nicotine, great nuttiness, a little bit of wood, a little bit of coffee, and floral, and just soft and rounded, mm. velvety. Back then, those sticks were seven fifty a stick. Oh, and, dude, oh, I think I paid God. five bucks. Yeah, five, it was just six bucks. freaking ridiculously good. This was before the euro started. This is how long ago? Oh, this so is you're going way, way back. Yeah, that was a cool. So, so five bucks was a lot of money. <laughs> it was like it was like nothing, man. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was. It was just like buying a cigar here. Yeah. And, you know, I bought a few of those because actually a friend of mine who had a cigar store in New Orleans said, when you're over there, because I knew really nothing about Cubans at that time. It was before I owned my own cigar store. Oh, wow. And newer into cigars, enjoying cigars and stuff like that. And he's like, he had gone to Cuba and he knew my taste flavor profiles. And he said, you got to find Epicure number two. I promise you. Hmm. And so when I did that, he's like, why are you ever do that? And so we landed into Munich. I found a place, bought a few of those and had them for the trip. And we drove down to Neuschanstein, uh, which is crazy Ludwig's castle. Mm-hmm. And there's a little town. And for life of me, I can't think of the name of it. Cute little town. We drive in there at night, get there. And it just got dark, found a hotel. Cause that was one of those trips we didn't. The only plan we had is where we flew into, where we were flying out of. We had a hotel for each place. Everything in between was we just oh, wow. driving by the seat of our pants. It was oh, wow. beautiful. Beautiful. That's one of the great things about yeah, my wife. Yeah, when you're young and stupid, just oh, figure it out when no, you're there, but, right? Yeah. But Jeannie's so good about that, my wife. She's so good about that exploring. And even though she's got her routines and she likes things, doesn't like change a lot, She was she's great for that. And we ended up there. And um, we're walking around the town, and it had been snowing, and the snow quit, and it was cool, but oh, not not yeah. killing you cold. It was a dry cold. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I were one yeah, yeah, You know yeah. how that felt. And uh, we're just wandering around, and I lit up that Epicure number two, and I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And so we're just wandering around this cutesy little, all the half-timber buildings, oh, yeah. alpine-type buildings, and just... Still, to this day, number one cigar moment in yeah. my life. The cigar was phenomenal. The atmosphere was phenomenal. Having my wife there was phenomenal. It was just, yeah, I mean, it still haunts me. It yeah, really yeah, haunts yeah. me. That's probably my number one cigar moment. But that's the moment. Well, well piggyback on that. When we, we went to uh, Salzburg, oh, and we're yeah. drinking the Glauvein. Right. It's, again, cold, rainy, and we're drinking this oh. warm cinnamon clove wine, and we pulled out an Olmec. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, oh, it went yeah. beautiful with that warm wine, a cold winter night in Salzburg. I think we could have smoked Swisher sweets and we would have uh, been yeah, happy. And I had an Olmec, which was a damn, good, oh. damn good cigar. I love Olmec, one of my favorites. And this was the Claro, it wasn't a Maduro, so it went great with that wine. That Claro wine, because yeah, wine's normally, but it's a fortified wine. Ah, it's delicious. It's fortified with spirits, with a clear spirit, and like you said, the orange. They do all the orange and the uh, lemon in it, and clove. Oh. I kept sitting, I'm like, dude, we're gonna ruin an Olmec with a freaking wine. No, he goes. Just try it. What the hell? If it sucks, we'll put the wine aside and get a, you know get something to drink with it. And it went so well. Because, again, it was a cold, windy, rainy night. And that warm wine with that cigar, we're you're just, just like, yeah, we're sitting in melt. alley next to the, the, yeah. bar, the bar door. And we're sitting on these little tables in an alley in Old Town Salzburg. Altstadt, they call it. Old Town. And, uh, oh, yeah. It, and it was cold out. We'd been exploring all oh, day yeah, we'd long. We'd been drinking, smoking all day long. So, like, a palace of shot, right? But, no. Oh God, we just had no. dinner and walking around. And the cool thing, and I got to hand it out to the Austrians. So, we were, like, one of only three people left there because they were shutting down early as a Friday night, which I'm like, There was two other early. couples. And, yes, yeah, George and I yeah, were a couple. And we were the other couple. <laughs> Go figure, right? We're all getting a look. <laughs> But the guy realizes that's the first time I had Glauvein. I'm like, so I'm getting ready to pay the tab. He goes, no, no, no. 
It's your first time having a glove line. It's on the house. I'm like, no, sir, I'm going to pay for it. He goes, no, 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 no. You insult me if you pay for it. So we obviously left him a huge ass tip and paid for it that way. Yeah, absolutely. But treated us to the glove line. He's looked at all and goes, yeah, you don't need to pay neither. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he, he was, that guy was awesome. Awesome guy. But we were awesome to him. So remember that when yeah. you travel. Remember yes. that when you go, be nice. Yeah, don't be an arrogant ass. Yeah, yeah, when in nice. Rome, you do as the Romans do. I, I, I yeah. spit out my three words of German, which suck. And as soon as they saw you make an effort, they immediately switched to English. I'm like, thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm hurting your ears by saying my two German words, right? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, those, yeah, those are those were some top cigar moments. Uh, the Kapinski definitely, and 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 it was an atmosphere type thing. Oh yeah. I mean, we had a regular. It was a Cedro. I think it was a Cedro. I can't quite remember, but. Mm-hmm. And okay, Romeo. It's just okay. Well, but sit, like you said, sitting yeah. in the Kempinski, great scotch, cheap prices, which oh was God. amazing. Yeah, we were cheaper having, than the U.S. We were drinking Dalmore eighteen, and we did a their most expensive drink in the Kempinski. There, there, because they had some craft cocktails. Because Kempinski is owned by the Ritz Carlton, so yes. it's a, it's not a oh, cheap hotel, right? No, no. What what was pulling up? Bentleys. Yeah. Yeah. Rolls Royces. Yeah. And we're Shit walking like in with, you know, beat up jacket. Hey, can I come in? <laughs> Wondering like a couple of fucking hobos yeah. coming yeah. in off the street. And anyways, but yeah, like I said, their, their most expensive craft cocktail was 18 euro. And at yeah. that point we were almost one to one. Yeah. 18 bucks. That's almost start New York. That's the starting craft cocktail. Oh, no. It goes up from, it goes so up. The stuff was inexpensive, which was great. But yeah, it was so, that was an atmosphere and listening to all the different people in there, watching the people. And well, yeah, cause that first time we, we were having, we met this couple from Qatar and we just sat there and hung out with them for an hour and a half. But then you fast forward. Physician. Yeah. Physician yep. and, a, and a businessman. His wife's a physician and he was a businessman yeah. of extreme means as you can, uh, as, yeah. as he, you know, when he was telling us the story, the guy was. Very well off. Yeah. He was in Munich for treatments for medicine. Yes. He left Qatar. He would just fly over to get his treatments for his yeah. ailments, and uh, which says and, a lot. And, you know, very standoffish for the first 10 minutes. But then as, you know, we weren't really bowel breeding him, and, and we just suddenly started talking. But then you fast forward two days later, and we meet this guy from Manchester, England. And now we've been drinking hard for, we started off at an Irish pub, (laughs) drinking talisgers and smoking cigars. So we wind up back at the Kempinski at what, 12 o'clock at night. And that's so funny. We sat there when we met our our Manchester boy, we're smoking Epicure number two. And he was too. And then he pulled one out. He goes, what are you guys smoking? Epicure number twos. Holy shit. And he pulls it out. Yeah, we bought it from the same store down the street. Yep, well, exactly. he became our best friend. So we started <laughs> drinking with this guy for four hours. We wound up back at the Penske. We meet this really nice German grad student, Valentine, of also of means. And we're smoking at the Kapinski and we're smoking real Seikos and drinking scotch. Great, great time. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, those are great moments. Great cigar moments. Absolutely. So, so. the point to that matter is as we always say, atmosphere, who you're with. It's not always about what you're smoking and drinking. And, you know, I see that a lot of times with people. Oh, I just got A, B, and C. Oh, I just like, okay. Hey, good for you. But, you know, you don't always have to go to the high end. You don't have to do that. It's And to me, it's memories. It's about who you're with, who you're smoking it with, the atmosphere, where you're at. And once again, having that open mind and open heart. Exactly. Have an open heart to people. And man, it's it's funny how this stuff will tie you together with people. And the funny thing is, look, I was just lucky enough. I was in Napa Valley about a month ago drinking very nice wines. And and we picked the non-snooty places, but still like, oh, you have to try this wine here. And, And most of them were very, very nice. But the wine people can be a little snooty. Oh, yeah. What I love about the bourbon people and Scotch people and Irish whiskey people, they tell you we it's about the experience. 
if you want to take a Pappy's 23 and pour Coke over it, knock yourself out. Yep. Which to me is a faux pas. But every person I ever met that's master distillers, and we've gone to lectures with master distillers, yes. we've drank with master distillers, yes. and they all like, well, we're buying my we product. We barrel tasted with master yeah. distillers. And he says, it's about the, drink it with friends, drink it with loved ones, enjoy that moment. And how yeah. you want to drink it? Yeah. Enjoy it. And, and that's always unique, and that's what brought me to him. We had Mr. Blunt on an episode about three, four months ago. has his own cigar lines. We'll be coming up on an episode again in the near future. And that's what I love about the cigar and spirit world. Enjoy that moment. Again, a tagline to what we always say. Enjoy life. Enjoy the moment. Yep. Enjoy that cigar. Enjoy that spirit, whatever you have at that moment with loved ones. Yep, creating memories. Yeah. Creating really good memories. Yeah. But to create those good memories, once again, I think you need an open mind and an open heart. Yeah. No, yeah, ju- no, like, no posturing, no judging. Don't judge. Don't posture. Nobody gives a fuck. And for you experienced cigar smokers out there, I'm sure you've had the experience where the guy's holding a label, putting it in his face. Look, yeah. I'm smoking yeah. an Opus X. I'm like, that's good. Do you enjoy it? I, I just want to know, do you enjoy it? You can smoke a freaking Swisher Sweet. If you love it, knock yourself I mean, out. We've sat here and smoked cigars with billionaires, and we've smoked cigars with people that are hourly workers. Yeah. And guess what? I don't give a flying... You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you know, open your hearts, open your minds, no judging and no posturing. And man, what a, what great experiences and memories it creates. And I just think it makes us better people overall. I'm yeah. not saying cigars and spirits, but it's a, it's a conduit to me. Without a doubt. With a lot of people. Without a doubt. Now, I don't know if we can finish the episode with a more uplifting episode. Yeah. Look, I was fortunate where one week off from Mardi Gras, I was fortunate enough to ride in Bacchus this year because it's a big parade here. And, and, and I'm going to get on my soapbox because we're riding on the float and it's 20 people deep throughout the entire parade route. And you hear of all the stuff going on in these cities and I'm talking about, and I don't want to be soapy, but you see people of all different races, all different genders, rich and poor. And I got to tell you, for the last four or five years, you didn't see any stupidity. You throw something to someone, they'll pick it up and give it to that person. And people just got along. You saw humanity like you wish humanity would be yep. the other 365 days of the year, right? Yep. You always see that one idiot. But I'm telling you, on this ride, my friends on the float next to me goes, man, what a great ride. People were so nice. They're thanking you when you throw them stuff. And we throw a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but you wish humanity was like yep. that all year long, right? Yep. And that's, that's what made New Orleans great years past. There's people out there just they're barbecuing, they're sharing their food with everybody. Oh, they're yeah. tr- and again, it's every color, every religion out there. You saw people with yarmulkes. You saw women with their he- head cover. You knew they were Muslim. Everybody getting along. Yep. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, I did a few years back. It's been been quite a few years now. I got to go to Church Point, Louisiana for Mardi Gras. Had a, a business colleague that worked lived over in that area, and she invites us, hey, come on over. And I took my two daughters, they were younger at that point, and go over there and start at her house. She introduces me to her neighbors, and I end up at the neighbors, who introduced me to their neighbors, end up there. We ended up house hopping oh, along yeah. the entire parade in every place. What do you want to drink? We've got this, this, and this. What do you want to eat? we got all this food. And, and it's just, you know, once again, being nice. Be nice. Just being nice. And yeah, sorry we're all soapboxing here, but you look at what's going on in the world today. Yeah. You look, look Putin just killed off his guy. He, he freaking. <laughs> no, he died in prison. He didn't yeah, kill Yeah, he died in prison. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you look at all the shenanigans going <laughs> yeah. on, all the BS going on. For what? For yeah. what? In the day. For what? For a dollar? Killing somebody yeah. for a dollar? Power. For power and a yeah. dollar. I mean, it's just like, come on, people. It, it, there's more to life. 
There's more to the afterlife. There's a lot more here. And, and as Mr. Blunt said, it, that's what brought him to the cigar community. Yeah. People just get along, man. Yep. You yep. know, you, open, you light up a stick with people who are down to earth and they're suddenly your best friend, oh, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, from a race perspective. So we're seeing a, so many more African-Americans get into it, which I love. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And, you know, they have different palettes in this and they bring in a whole different flair to it, which is fun. I mean, AG Cigars, their their community has grown in the African-American. Mm-hmm. They're getting more and more there. And I was in Jackson a couple months ago working, Jackson, Mississippi, and there's a cigar store there. It's been there since the 50s, and it's still all original. Oh, it's one nice. of my favorite cigar stores to go to, outside of AG Cigars in Stockbridge, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I show up. They closed at 8. I showed up at 8.15, and they were closed. And there was a table out front they leave. And it was, must have been 15 African-American guys all yeah. sitting there smoking cigars and walking. And they're like, oh, they're closed. And I'm like, God darn it. I need, I need a cigar. And they're like, we got an extra t- chair. Sit down with us. Yeah. What you want? And I've said... I don't care. I just want to sit down and have a cigar. And one guy hands me a cigar and I'm like, here, let me pay. He goes, no, uh-uh. And oh my God, I sat there for 35, 40 minutes. It was a little robusto. Yeah. Sat there for 35, 40 minutes with these guys. Didn't know me. I didn't know them. And we just had the best time. Yeah. No bullshit. No, you know, just once again, it's, it's a good, it's a good conduit to, to create relationships. Well, the piggyback off that. So my wife was in Orpheus the next night, Monday night. So we're me and my daughter's out there and they have a New Orleans police officer, African American guy. And these guys work 16, 18 hour shifts oh, during Mardi Gras. Yes. And he's, this is the day before Mardi Gras. They've been working their butts off for two weeks and he takes out a Fuente and he's smoking a Fuente. He suddenly realizes there's a family behind him. He turns around and goes, I'm sorry, folks. Is this smoke bothering you? They're like, no, no, sir, you're fine. I walked up to him like, man, I'm jealous. I had a Fuente and I didn't bring it with me. He goes, shoot. <laughs> he goes, man, it. he goes, I would give you one of mine, but this is my last one. I'm like, no, sir, you needed more than me. But just, that's the cigar community, right? I had the exact same thing happen. I'm sitting on the beach in, in Destin, Florida, and I bust out a cigar. I light it up, and we're just sitting there, and all of a sudden I realized my smoke's going right behind me. I look back, and there was a, a, a husband wife, African-American husband wife sitting back there. I turned around and said, oh, sh- I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, my smoke. I'll put this out. The guy's like, no, here. And he pulls a cigar out. He goes, I'm getting ready to light one up. He goes, keep it up, buddy. We need to take over this whole beach. I'm like, amen, brother. Amen. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're best friends. Yeah. That's I mean, the cigar community, yeah, right? I think if somebody came up and screwed with me, he would have had my back. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. No, it's and that is the cigar community. And once again, you know, no posturing, no bullshit. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, just you, you open heart and open like mind. That. Yeah. So that's yeah. enough of our soapbox. Hope you guys enjoyed this three-year anniversary episode. Yeah. We love y'all. Love you. Appreciate it. Please let us know. Send us emails. Let us know what you want to try. And again, share it with your friends so we can keep this going for another 30 years. Absolutely. Awesome. Take us home. Enjoy life, guys. I'm in a continual, permanent, protracted, unending...